cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing, it's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this lovely March day right here on Cover Story. And I'm joined with my fabulous co-host, Mick Jolly. Hey, Mick, welcome. Hey, Brandy. How are you? Oh, very, very good. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. You're always fantastic. No, not always. Some days I'm just doing well. <laughs> I never heard you actually just say, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing well, Brandy. Well, that's you know what? You, you are definitely one of the most effervescent people I've ever met. Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know if I hold the candle to you, at least in person. The energy's uh, quite heavy, so, hey, what can you say? <laughs> hey, you're saying my energy's heavy? I've been working on that, Mick. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> high energy, sorry. <laughs> the high energy. Oh, okay, because, you know, i got a great body for two people, I try to say, you know? But oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you're so, I'm just uh, pushing heavy, for compliments. I mean, it's like your energy permeates throughout the... Uh, Throughout the room, permeates. Every, like everybody a, knows you're there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll quit we're ahead, but I thank you. Uh, hey, so you know we're moving studios. Did you know that? I did not know that. So I'm I'm letting you know now. We are moving studios. We are expanding. We are growing up. Uh, it's exciting because you know we're getting bigger digs and it's cooler and swankier and neater, um, which is what we need. I think. Uh, you know, we definitely need more space. It's just God. Every time we need this move, how frustrating things get. You know, like the purple on the wall isn't the right purple. I love when it like that's like the worst thing. You know, but it's just everything is, is supposed to be done in a certain p- time period and things have been pushed off a little bit. So it's a little frustrating, but we're excited because it's so close to happening. It officially happens this Friday. Well, excellent. You know, I, I don't really like to move my household just because, you know, it disrupts the flow of things and uh, routines and whatnot. And, of course, with businesses, uh, we've recently expanded our offices and been through that same same thing. You know, it kind of disrupts your workflow a little bit, but... Tell you what, it's it's nice having a new office space too. So there there are some payoffs. Oh, totally. And I mean, our our new offices are really really cool. So I'm really I'm very pleased. I'm very excited. It's definitely been an interesting exercise. Um, I'm sure an exercise it isn't quite over yet. But um, exercise. Um, speaking of doing an exercise, we have a really great guest on today, and I think that we're going to end up having her on several times because she's got the ability to speak from a lot of. Um, a lot of different directions. Uh, her name is Kelly Womer. She's a chairperson. I'm not sure if I'm going to say this properly, but she's a chairperson for the Silver Anvil Awards um, that's presented by the Public Relations Society of America. This is the icon. This is like the Oscars for the Public Relations Society of America. So she's going to talk to us about, you know, what the what the awards are about, the ceremonies that go on. I guess, I mean, they're extremely elegant and, um, I mean, it's highly coveted. To, to be in a seat that evening. So talking about what it takes to be a part of that process, um, who's on the judging panels, and um, you know, talk about some previous years winning as well, um, as well as the fact that Kelly just has a great, great background. Um, so, but without further ado, let's bring Miss Kelly Womer on. Let's well, do. thank you. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here. So, Kelly, um, you are the head of Carmichael Lynch Spong's Chicago office. That's correct. Which is tremendous. And you lead 
the agency's employee communication practice, which is so that's something we discuss here that people don't always focus on, you know, public relations is about relating, as we discussed before, relating to all of your publics. And sometimes people forget their internal public first. Absolutely. And they're often the most important and the ones can help uh, move the business for you and be the ambassadors for your own companies. Amen. Amen. Ever so important. Yes. And something we we're, we're always really um, trying, I think, to push people on is, is remembering that a large part of your public is, is the first, I mean, the first person that someone comes in contact with is a receptionist. And if the receptionist doesn't know what your business is, I mean, from the simplest standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't feel inspired about what they do. Well, they're not going to inspire you as a potential client or as, a, as an existing client to continue doing business or yet to endeavor to do business with you. So you've worked with a myriad of different, you, you've worked with McDonald's Corporation, American Standard, the, the company we all grew up on. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, but you've just, you've got an amazing, amazing background. And the interesting thing is you started off as a writer for the AP. Absolutely. I think like many people in public relations, um, I started off, actually never took a public relations class in my entire life, always uh, was a journalism grad. And I think like a lot of people got into journalism and then decided, you know, I think I'm going to make a jump and go to the other side of the fence and use the media relations skills that I have and actually use it to either benefit a company, a nonprofit organization, or an agency. Um, And so that's kind of what I did. So I had great skills learned as an AP reporter in Charleston, West Virginia, of all places. Wow. And then kind of made the jump um, and then have worked in a corporate environment, actually a nonprofit organization, and now a uh, public relations agency. So it's a nice, broad um, experience, but I think like many people in public relations, too, we're all we're always in it because of the variety and the challenges that we kind of face every day and knowing that every day is not going to be the same. Absolutely. I mean, because there's so many, there, there's so many disciplines included yeah. when you think of, of public relations. Um, so now, wh- what was it that, I mean, because it does make sense for you to make that crossover. Yeah. What was it? What was that one, you know, wh- what made you take that step to go from being a part of the media to supporting the media? Yeah, I think when I kind of looked at the career and career paths and where I really wanted to be and grow into, I felt like there was more opportunity at that moment and that time to go into public relations. And I think, again, I think a number of people in the media are actually making that jump, too, because they're seeing um, better and, and greater opportunities that are there. I kind of straddled both sides of the fence for a while. Mm-hmm. I actually freelanced for the Chicago Tribune and the Daily Herald, which is a Chicago suburban newspaper, while I actually worked in PR. So I kind of did both um, and then just totally went to public relations because I, I just I just love the writing aspect of uh, journalism like like many people do right and so couldn't uh, couldn't leave it that quickly you know what good for you but it's it's you need to be I mean it, it benefits you if you're a good writer and it even benefits you even more because you understand the mind of a journalist so you yeah, can absolutely. serve up information that they're more receptive toward yeah absolutely and it's it's kind of the way that you know that it it should be written for a newspaper it, you know you get the right information in the lead and um, I think writing is probably when I interview people and, and look at people and kind of coach or mentor people, I, I think writing is still one of the most critical skills that we can have as a public relations professional. I agree. I mean, because the only true form, the, you know, the only true two forms of, of communication we have are in print and then obviously verbally. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice to be able to, to be a somewhat of a master of both. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And there's only so much, you know, you can help people in their writing skills, but I think it, it comes from, you know, when they're in high school, when they're in college, and then you can refine it once they get into the uh, working world, if you will, but hopefully they come to you with those great skills intact, and then you can just refine and hone them from there. That's true. My goodness, you know what, I, I have so many questions to ask you because I'd love to make this more of a, a personal um, interview, just because I think you've got a lot of great insight on how to properly write for various publications and trade publications versus, um, you know, mass media, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, we do have a charter here today. Absolutely. um, Which is to talk about the Silver Anvil Awards. Yeah, I have been involved with PRSA, actually, as a member since 1995. And then around 1999, I joined the Honors and Awards Committee for PRSA, which oversees the Anvil Awards program. And then I kind of worked up my way through the ranks um, there to be chair of the committee uh, both this year and last year. And it's been a great experience um, from a number of areas, A, to be able to see firsthand the best practices and the changing best practices over the years as we as public relations professionals change and evolve with both our clients and with the media and with society in general. And so PRSA has um, three different awards programs, the Silver Anvils, which is, as you mentioned, kind of our Oscars. They recognize the best of the best in public relations campaigns, so some of the larger programs that are out there. Then we have the Bronze Anvils, which recognizes the best of the best in tactics, so it's those things like the satellite media tour, the media kits, uh, the websites, those really hardworking tactics that Mm -hmm. are kind of part of any campaign, but are also standalones, too. And then we have a series of individual awards, too, to recognize uh, PR practitioners. So a nice complement of awards that we hope um, really not only recognize those of us in the profession, but also are a way to share best practices and show the leadership, too, for our industry. Which is phenomenal. Now, from what I understand, this award, which sort of... um I was shocked when I saw the numbers, has been around for 46 years. Uh, yes, actually, exactly. since 1946. So actually, it's oh, been sorry. around 60 years. Oh, I read that The wrong. silver anvils and then the bronze anvils are actually like 36, 37 years old. So it's been around um, a long time, yes. Which is phenomenal. Now, how long have you been involved um, Yeah, since 99, I've been on the committee itself. So really six years. Wow. So what are some of the things that you've seen, like the biggest changes in submissions yeah. and, and the ways that, that are, have you had to create new categories based on new technologies? Absolutely. That, that is a great point. We, we as a committee, um, and we're just made up of uh, volunteer public relations practitioners, there's about 12 of us, every year we really look at, relook at the categories that people can enter awards in and just to make sure that they're reflecting the work that's being done, kind of staying ahead of the trend and keeping up with the trends. And one of the things that we've done, especially with our tactic entries, which is the Bronze Anvil Awards, is to to try to keep up with that technology. We added a lot of electronic um, submissions. So, for example, not just hard media kits, but electronic media kits now as a category. And for the first time this year, we also added podcasts and blogs. So we have never judged these before, so this will be the first time. So we're interested in uh, finding how many we get as entries. Um, The deadline is actually the end of March, so we'll we'll have a better sense then. But also on the Silver Anvil on the campaign side, what we've 
added in recent years, um, and this may be going back eight or nine years or so, is an integrated uh, campaign because we know more and more companies are obviously looking for the ROI and Mm -hmm. wanting to integrate both their public relations, their marketing, their advertising programs together. So we added an integrated category. So I would say over the, the past few years, that has become a popular category and more people are entering that. And then you always have um, great enthusiasm and entries in the consumer marketing products category. Right, right I'm um, sure. So there's always new products to introduce, and I think that's a lot of companies um, obviously still rely on PR for that. Um, reputation and brand management has been a popular category, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of um, probably the top five in, in this past year as the number of entries that we've received. Now, what in the past, what has been like the award that sort of shocked you that a company maybe received? Not because they didn't do great work, but just their tactics were extremely um, original mm-hmm. or their product was a little off the wall or... Yeah, you know, it's it's often sometimes not the ones that are the most shocking, but the ones who really deliver on doing really solid research up front and really deliver what their target audience um, really wants and needs in the way to do it. So just as an example, uh, we have a best of Silver Anvil. So of all the awards given, uh, the judges relook at them and, and then pick kind of the one shining example from the year. So actually last year's best of winner was actually a voting campaign um, that tied in various celebrities to kind of get out there and get um, the youth to vote in the presidential election. And so they saw the gap, so they got the research, they understood how to reach the youth market, which is of course going to be through mm-hmm. um, some of the celebrities, and then went out and um, you know used the celebrities in various events, um, in different fundraising avenues, both in person, both on camera, to get out the youth vote. And then they showed the good results that they had set out to do. So it's those types of things that I think really set campaigns apart. That's excellent. Now, was that Stanton Communications? It was actually, um, it, de- it was called the Declare Yourself campaign, and they used a firm called Bragman, Nyman, and Carafelli. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, because that sounded mm-hmm. like something else I had seen. Um, so if you wouldn't mind sticking mm-hmm. with us, and uh, we'll just, speaking of uh, best of breed, we're going to go uh, pay a little homage to our best of breed right here at Webmaster Radio. We'll be right back. WebmasterRadio.fm. Kick your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first Seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. 
Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help you thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro Babin. I'm joined with my fabulous co-host Mick Jolly of PR Web, and our featured guest today is Kelly Wilmer. Welcome back, Kelly. Thanks. This is terrific. Okay, so they they stood out as best of breed and, and really did their research. So you're saying sometimes the things that are most impressive, which I mean is very true, but the things that sound most base is someone that just really does their research, understands their marketplace, and can actually fulfill. Yeah, absolutely. And our our um, Silver Anvil Awards are actually based on four key categories in judging criteria, and it's really the tried-and-true four-step process of public relations. It's research, planning, execution, and evaluation, and of course, you really need to hit on all the marks on all of those, but I think some fall short a lot in the research category to be able to really plan the best program for their clients or their companies and organizations. So that's definitely a key element. And then something else we've seen in the past few years is, and this is a big PR issue, of course, is measurement. You know, how do we measure what we do? How do we really show the bottom line benefit and show that we've really moved the mark uh, for our clients and companies. And so that comes out in like the, the planning and evaluation section to be able to really give specific measurable objectives. And uh, you know, that's what the judges are really looking for to, to see that the entries have done that. Interesting. So now, but you, you're taking the leadership role and showing them how you want the um, them to be able to show the measurement of the campaign, the success of the campaign? We give them ideas. Obviously, you know, but depending on their clients and companies, everyone has different ways of measurement. What we're trying to do is take a role in just sharing the fact that we need to make what we do more measurable and show a bottom line benefit where there where there can be one and and really make that a key part of any public relations program. Uh, we like to say that clips alone, media clips alone, do not win anymore. It's more than just media clips. Um, you know, it really is uh, influencing behavior, whether it's a consumer or otherwise. Uh, hopefully, again, there is a bottom line benefit for the organization. It's something we all struggle with every day of mm-hmm. how to show the value of public relations. So, um, yeah, I wish we did. <laughs> I wish we did have the answer on it. Uh, we just want to kind of play into that to really encourage uh, people to think through that and how they can benefit the organizations that they're working for. Well, which is nice too, because you know, Mick, I'm sure is, you know, you, you would agree. It's nice when you can. Absolutely you know, create maybe a standard, like by, by virtue of these awards and people wanting to be able to win these awards. I mean, that, that you know, awards are a great thing. It allows yeah, you... absolutely. So by creating this criteria that people need to meet in order to not only submit, but actually to win, it, you know, you're inadvertently creating a standard for people to show how results need to be measured, even though they're going to be different depending upon what type of campaign they are. Yeah, and when we, you know, help... Um 
practitioners who do want to enter the awards, we offer various professional development seminars to, to help really turn their programs into award entries. It's one of the things we stress, that you have to start out with a great PR program. And over and above winning the awards, which is very nice, you really need to just execute really strong programs for your clients and organizations. And I think that four-step process you know, that we learned maybe mm-hmm. in college or right. maybe along the way. We're on the, the road, yeah. Planning, execution, evaluation is really a, a tried and true method that if we look when we're planning for our clients and our organizations for a program for an upcoming year, if we look and go through those criteria and really think through that, I think we're all going to come out with better programs, uh, whether or not you even enter them for an anvil or not. You know, there's so much to cover here, but one thing that I, I, when I was reading, I noticed that people may have submissions in certain, in the categories, and then they'll end up as finalists, but am I right that if the judges don't agree that even the finalists deserve to win in that category, there may be no winner in that specific category? Yeah, what happens is, and actually it's very timely, because this week we have 155 judges who have volunteered, and they're PR professionals in both agencies and governments and nonprofits and corporations coming together to actually judge the uh, entries that we have. And I think what one thing that sets the anvils apart is the rigor that the judges use and the judging criteria um, uses in looking at the entries, that if a judging team determines that the entries sitting in front of them in a specific category don't really reach the silver anvil standards and the standards in those four categories I had mentioned, that they are under absolutely no obligation to provide an award to anyone in that category. So some years, some categories go without a winner. Uh, In other years, we definitely have a silver anvil winner, and then we can have up to two runners-up for an award of excellence. So, you know, that's that's always kind of the ideal because we always want to see the best work. But the um, the judges do not have to give out an award in any category, and that definitely sets the anvils apart from other uh, awards programs that are out there. Which is exciting. I mean, that really is exciting. It really makes you strive to be the best. And you know yes. they're not just handing out an award for the sake of handing out an award. Yes, definitely. They're not just filling seats at the ceremony. I'm so sorry about that. I think that was Mick running off. Okay. <laughs> no warning. That's men for you. You got to love it. <laughs> we would have. Well, at least we're still here. Yes, we are. And you know what? Girl power rocks. I'm all exactly. about that. And it makes, it makes phenomenal. But he absolutely, um, he absolutely um, had, had uh, scheduling issues today. So not a problem. Um, but anyway, but back to what we were saying. So you've got this criteria. When when does the application process start? When can people start putting in applications yeah. for their entries? Um, the first week of January, we send out the call for entries to all Public Relations Society of America members. Plus, we also have it all online, so it's prsa.org, mm-hmm. to uh, download the applications, and that's both for the Bronze Anvil and the Silver Anvils. The silver anvils are actually due by the end of February, and then the bronze anvils are actually due the end of March. So for those people out there who still want to enter the bronze anvils, they they can, and that's the tactics. Uh, what we do for the silver anvils then is in late March, we get a group of uh, professionals together to judge, and like I mentioned, we have 155, which is the most That's we've amazing. ever had, That's coming beat. together. And these are heads of agencies; they're people in corporate positions, government. You said nonprofit, uh, government, nonprofit, right? the whole gamut. And um, they have to volunteer their time and 
their uh, transportation to get to New York. So it's a great commitment for them. And I think um, the fact that we have more judges than ever really shows that, A, they're, they love judging the anvils, they love learning about the best practices, and then networking with um, other people, too, during the day. Well, it's nice to be a part of your peers, but I think it's a nice testimony to, to what you've built, that it is yeah. solid, and that, that as a community, the public relations um, community likes to come together to help be, you know, to help forge forward. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and I, think, I think that's wonderful. What a beautiful, first of all, to you who is a chairperson, what a beautiful testimony to you and your leadership skills, especially if this is the first year with so many judges. Yeah. And the fact that, you know what, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things I'd like to do, but put one more thing on my schedule, unfortunately, and then make me get in a plane to go to New York. You know, that that's a huge commitment. Everyone's I think, super busy. I think so. And when I see the list of judges and know that there's actually agency heads who, you know, should be probably having other things to do, as, as you mentioned, who really put this as a priority that they enjoy coming out every year for us uh, to judge the the entries is, is a great testimony. And it's hard work. I mean, it's sitting in front of 30 or 40 binders <laughs> reading through it, and they take their job extremely seriously, um, and they want to see winners. And so it really pains a lot of them when um, they realize that uh, the binders sitting in front of them and the entries may not reach the standards and they can't give an award. So uh, they, they definitely take it seriously. Right, which, which is difficult as well. So how does that process go? So you've got 150 people. Mm-hmm. Each person is responsible for evaluating 30 to 40 entries? Yeah, so what we do is we divide up teams. There's, um, we divide up those judges then into teams of four, and there's a senior judge who has done it for a number of years who kind of leads the judging team. Now, who's that mask? And- um, well, there's there's about 40 of them oh, okay. we divide it all up. So there's lots of them. But it's people who have judged in the past probably for a few years or so. So who can help and, counsel the others in the process, if need yes, be. Yes, exactly. Okay. And uh, they look at various categories uh, where they don't have conflicts of interest um, in them. And, again, it probably turns out to about... 20 to 30 entries per judging team. They all judge them individually at first, so everyone will go through every single binder and give its own scores to them. Uh, We enter them in a computer. It kind of spits out the main results. I always say the cream rises to the top. Mm -hmm. Um, So there might be five or so entries that rise to the top with the highest scores when you kind of average them out among the four judges. And then they really just have a discussion about those top entries, what they liked about it, what they didn't, where it was strongest, where it might not have been as strong, to really determine together then as a group who they should award, hopefully, uh, a silver anvil to and who may deserve uh, kind of a runner-up, the The award of excellence. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. So... Um, all right, so now you get all of these people together. They go through all of these binders. They, they like you said, the cream rises to the top. They, they, they have everything, um, you know, organized in such a way you know who your winners are. Or maybe who your winners aren't, unfortunately, uh-huh. if there's not someone they feel hits, meets the criteria in a specific category. Um, what happens next? Well, then the senior judge has the wonderful task of calling um, the people who are finalists. At this point, we do not reveal uh, who is the winner of the Silver Anvil. We just um, tell people that they're finalists. So they don't know when they show up at the award ceremony, which is scheduled for June 8th in New York City. Fabulous. They don't know if they've won the Silver Anvil in their category or if they've won the Award of Excellence. So that's kind of the the fun and the surprise that they'll find out that night. But the senior judge will be contacting all the finalists within a week after all the um, entries are judged, which is 
this Friday. Right. Oh, that's so exciting. And so it's a wonderful um, job to, to call the people and, and say you, uh, let you're them in. know this great news. And you've got a couple of months that you get to sit on the edge of your seat, but you know exactly. at this moment you're a finalist, and just like anyone else, you have the chance of winning. I yeah. love that. And, and then we bring everyone together. We have about 500 people in New York City for the event and announce the winners at that time. That is so utterly, utterly exciting. And are you are you the mistress of ceremonies? How does that work? I support with our other honors and awards committee members. So that's a fun part of my job is to uh, announce the winners and, and uh, have them come up on stage to get their award. What's the best um, acceptance speech you've ever heard? Well, we don't actually have people actually say anything. They come up, they get their picture taken. Otherwise, we would be there like an entire week. So unlike the Academy Awards, we do not have to cut off people in that way. So we've had fun in the past few years because we've had celebrities come on. We've had uh, Stephen Shapiro, who plays Bobby on The Sopranos. So he served as kind of our guest host uh, one time. We've had Ted Allen from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Uh And um, so we have fun and bring in celebrities, too, and I think that's another thing that adds to our event that makes it um, a good evening for uh, both the practitioners as well as they often bring um, their clients along or other people from their organization. So there's a great cheering section for people in the crowd. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it, that sounds like so much fun. This year, where, are you ha- where is the... Um... We are having it at the Equitable Building in New York City. Ooh, now where's that mask? That is on 7th Avenue. Very Kind of in midtown Manhattan. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm and sort it's of... theater style, so we kind of do it like it is the Oscars. Oh, that's wonderful. And yeah. that really is so exciting. I can just picture everyone sitting. It's just, you know, and it's so neat, too, is whether it's the Oscars or, you know, PR. Actually, I really do think that's, like, almost a good um, analogy or, or, or um, you know... They, they both sort of seem to feed off of each other because it's such a life's work. You know, yeah. I think there's like a, there's a pseudo sort of science when you think of advertising, but public relations truly is an art. And like you said in, at the beginning of the interview, that today everyone really is trying to do these integrated campaigns that, you know, public relations flows into marketing, flows into advertising, and it's an art in order to wrap all of those together. Because at the end of the day, I think the other two pieces fit well together. Yes. You know, but you wrapping it in PR is really, I think, where things need to go in the future and where we're seeing them go. But it's an art to wrapping it properly. Absolutely. And this is just an evening that we can kind of come together and kind of celebrate that art and all those best practices, if you will. And I know in, in my own case at our firm, Carmichael Lynch Spong, we use it really as an incentive for our employees, too. So if you are part of a finalist campaign, um, you get a free trip to New York City um, to be there. So we use it as an employee incentive, too, to really celebrate their hard work uh, during the year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, how uh, tell us more about your involvement with um, with the PRSA? Well, as I mentioned, I uh, got involved with PRSA in 1995, mm-hmm. and really 
probably like many practitioners, looking for a way to network with my peers, connect with them, learn, build skills, and really picked PRSA because there's a number of different public relations organizations out there, but picked PRSA because they were the largest. I think a lot of diverse backgrounds come together in PRSA. At this time, I was actually working for a nonprofit organization as a communications head. And then I also like not only the national aspect of it because I could go to their national conferences, but also the local aspect. I could get involved with my own local chapter here in Chicago, where I live. And you were president, correct? I was president of the Chicago Mm -hmm. chapter, so I got uh, really (laughs) hooked in on the local level, kind of worked my way up, actually served as chair for two years of our Chicago awards programs, and that's kind of how I got the bug for um, wanting to do more nationally and was the Chicago chapter president. We have about 500 members here in Chicago. And it's been just a wonderful experience. I think uh, most of the people that I've met as I've kind of switched jobs along the way, I've Mm -hmm. all been through PRSA. I don't remember having to put together a resume over the past few years in making any job switches because it really comes from those connections uh, that are built. I've met some of my employees through PRSA. And, of course, um, in about 1999, got to start working with the Honors and Awards Committee on a national uh, level and uh, have really enjoyed the involvement there, both of seeing, again, the best practices firsthand and celebrating them and encouraging them, too, among our profession. So what's the part you love best? I mean, because obviously, like you said, you got the bug. You did. You were first... Um you know, involved with the Chicago Awards, then you've mm-hmm. worked your way up to national. What is it about this award ceremony that gives you personally, like, it inspires you? Yeah, I think it actually is seeing all the various best practices that are coming together and reading about maybe some things you had already read about in the newspaper, but really reading the real story behind it of uh, from a PR perspective of, you know, what the campaign was all about, what went into it, kind of the, the work inner workings of it, and really being able to have a forum for our industry that brings together those best practices, not only to, to give awards, which is wonderful, Absolutely. but also to hopefully um, help other people learn and grow from each other and build a repository of these wonderful two-page case studies um, that we have that are actually available online for our members and also available online for non-members, just not going back as as far in uh, the number of years that we have them online. So that's extremely, um, I, I think I think our audience would love that. Where could they find that information? Yeah, you can go to silveranvil.org, and that will actually redirect you to the PRSA website where these two-page summaries are housed, and then you can do kind of a search based based on if you want to look for the winner in the integrated campaign or marketing consumer products or do a search by um, the company name or, or whatever. It's actually a wonderful resource, not only when you're putting together awards entries because you can see what other people have done and, and kind of what their winning formula is, if you will, but also as you're researching for various clients, looking for new ideas for campaigns, because we all know we can kind of get <laughs> burned out doing oh, the same thing year right, after year right, and trying right. to come up with fresh ideas. It's a great repository to go to to find to uh, other ideas that have Absolutely. worked. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that is phenomenal. Okay, everyone. So again, go over to silveranvil.org uh-huh. um, and you can find those there because everyone, like you said, you know, it's, it's nice to have your wheels greased with other ideas, especially award-winning ideas. Definitely. Um, so let's go take another quick break, Kelly. 
Okay. And we'll be right back on Cover Story. You choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Webmasterradio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I am joined with my featured guest today, Kelly Womer, who is also the chairperson for the Public Relations Society of America's Anvil Awards, um, chairperson for honors and awards, I should say. Welcome back, Kelly. Thank you. What interesting. This is such an interesting, interesting process. Such a wonderful way not only to validate you know, your own work, but also as people are coming up through the ranks to be able to look and see what other people are doing. Yes, definitely. And we always, you know, try to encourage people to actually become judges, whether they're on the local level or become judges, you know, for the silver anvils or the bronze anvils to also be a part of the process, too. So there's always volunteer opportunities for that, too. Ah, no, that's terrific. If someone wanted to volunteer, where where might they go? Uh, I would have them contact Don Bill at PRSA, and it's don.bill at prsa.org and let them let him know your interest um, and we can add you to the invitation list. How the bronze anvils are judged is a little bit different and actually involves um, uh, probably greater community involvement, if you will. Uh, we have senior judges who are located across the country in different markets who are actually tasked with the uh, job of getting teams together to judge various uh, categories. And so you do not have to be a PRSA member for that. And um, so we can, you know, hopefully link you up with 
someone in your area that you can just spend an afternoon judging some of the Bronze Anvil Awards. Silver Anvil Awards, you do need to be a PRSA member, and we look for more senior practitioners, so at least five, ten years' experience or so. That's so exciting. But just to be a part of the process, to be able to look, sometimes, you know, when you are working on your own projects, you know, you become very myoptic. Yes. So just the ability to take yourself out of your own environment, place yourself in someone else's environment, really be able to take a look at people's life's work is an awesome opportunity. Plus, it opens you up to seeing, hey, you know what? I'm so glad I really do do things. I like the way I do things. Yeah, or, exactly. And it's kind of a validation for what we do or it's new ideas for what we could do. And for those uh, judges who are also entering awards as well, it's a way that we can kind of learn from others either to make our entries better or, again, to your point, validate that, you know what, our entries look pretty good. <laughs> right, which is, always, which is always a better thing, but it's neat to get involved. I mean, my background is I've done a lot of um, not-for-profit work and always makes me feel good, A, on a level that I'm giving back to a community I benefit from, but B, because all that you learn, because you're really taken out of your, you know, your daily grind, so to speak, and you're given a clear, different, new perspective on things. And I think that's what we need on a consistent, or for me at least, that's what I need on a consistent basis so that I can keep fueling myself to go forward in a positive way. Yeah, it keeps you motivated. Yeah, so I really encourage um, you know, anyone that's listening to go over to PRSA, check it out if you're not already a member, become a member, um, and really look at the various opportunities where you can get involved. You can um, you know, have a mentor Um, the various seminars, tele-seminars that you offer. I mean, they really do a wonderful job in supporting their community, which is a public relations community. And more and more, that's becoming Marcom-type people. I mean, everyone's sort of floating across lines today. Yeah. So it can't hurt you to get all the information that's out there. And it seems like you do a wonderful job of providing information to people. Yeah, and I think our local chapters do a great job, too, so that's a great way to get connected locally. And as you mentioned, the sessions and seminars that are located either in person or now, of course, um, online teleconferences uh, that PRSA and other organizations offer are, are wonderful support tools. And we often invite some of our Silver Anvil winners to be part of those professional development sessions to be able to then kind of take it a step further. Yes, I want a Silver Anvil. Now let me share it with you and have some interaction and be able to answer some of your questions and share how we did it. So we are adding more to the professional development sessions that we do through PRSA to involve more of our Silver Anvil winners in that, and we'll have a number of Silver Anvil winners at the upcoming conference in November, the National Conference for PRSA. That's so exciting. And where is that going to be held? That's going to be in Salt Lake City, and it is November 11th through 14th. Wow. I know. You know, it's so horrible, because unfortunately, we lived through, um, was it Wilma? You guys were supposed to come down here in Miami? Yeah. It got canceled last, uh, last year. Yes. And, oh, that was, we, I, well, we, we, we reside down here. And unfortunately, we were without electricity. It was like the smartest decision I think anyone could have made. I think so. It was definitely the right decision. Yeah. Unfortunate to decision to have to make, but the right decision. And Utah sounds like it should be in pretty good condition. I, I, in at least as far as hurricanes go, we should be totally fine. Yes. Right. Could be a little <laughs> cold. We're your long johns. But other than that, it's a neat, you know what's kind of neat is I think that like I've never been to Utah before. Well, now here's your opportunity. See? So what a great excuse to go uh, investigate parts of our country I haven't yet seen. Definitely. <laughs> and it's kind of centrally located. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Because actually, I have to be in Las Vegas the week after that. So I am hoping to be in Utah beforehand. So it allows me to do like a, a good, you know, hop from Florida 
perhaps to Utah than on to Las Vegas. See, I, you have it all worked out. Although it's a little oxymoronic, I guess, going from Utah to... But that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we won't go there. It works. It does, it does. So tell how many, at the, at the end of the day, how many entries do you actually, on, on, on average, receive? Yeah, well, we're very excited for this year. We, we usually get around 600, 650 entries. That's kind of how it's been trending over the past few years. This year, we actually came out with 754 entries, which is about 12% more than we had last year, and it's our second highest total ever in Anvil history. You have to go back to 1998 wow. when we had um, 758 entries, so we're, like, really, really close um, to beating the all-time record. And I always kind of look at this, this is very non-scientific, but I always look <laughs> at this as kind of the bellwether for the industry. And when the award numbers and entries go up, I always see that the industry is itself is going up. And if the award entries go down, it may be kind of a downturn. So we saw a little bit of a downturn after nine eleven, mm-hmm. and now I just see it working back up. And it kind of validates what I've been hearing from my peers and other practitioners that business is doing better. It's picking up. It's doing, in some cases, very well. And in other cases, definitely on the upswing. So it's a very positive indicator, I think, for our industry. For, I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. Let's do this. Let's take one last quick break. And um, when we come back, we're going to have to wrap this up, Kelly, and I don't want to because there's so much more for us to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's gone by quick. It has gone by quick. <laughs> You're a fabulous guest. We'll be right back with our featured guest, Kelly Womer. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas, ideas, building brand value, and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art. We'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm. Your home for B2B. Commercials off. Now back to cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I'm joined with my featured guest today, Kelly Wilmer, who is the chairperson um, for awards and honors for the Silver Anvils at the PRSA. Welcome back, Kelly. Thanks. That is such a long... <laughs> I memorized that. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, it's very long. You've got a long title. I picture you in a long gown with a long with a long train. Um, <laughs> in my mind, it's Okay. <laughs> My mind is just not exactly functioning the way it should, but that's a good thing. Anyway, so this is exciting. So now let me ask you a question. Like, does Harry Winston, like, do Winston jewels come out and... and, and, No, (laughs) (laughs) no, they don't. 
Well, maybe they do, but I, I just don't really notice in the Vera Wang gowns and all of that. Um, but people do use it certainly as a way to celebrate, and there's a lot of uh, dinners that happen afterward, and people love getting dressed up, and I get a lot of questions of, you know, the very important question is, what What's do I wear? What's the proper attire? So what do yeah. people wear? Well, it can, it's, it's black tie optional, so you do not have to, the guys do not have to pull out blah, or blah, ramp blah. their black tie suit, but a number of people do. And so that's very fun. And so it's kind of cocktail dress, formal. Good. I like that. And I think men, I think men should be forced into wearing suits. I mean, like no matter what, we still have to wear a dress. Yeah, that's absolutely right. (laughs) I think men should have to wear the penguin suit. Yeah. Period. The end. We have, we have so I mean, at the end of the day, it's still going to take them four minutes to get ready while it takes us an hour and a half. Yeah, at least. If they have to make that extra, you know, that, that extra move to make sure their, their tux is dry cleaned or go to the store to rent themselves a tux. It makes me for me feel me feel more validated as a woman, personally. Exactly, and it's a good excuse to go out and get a new outfit. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's fabulous, and it sounds exciting and wonderful. Um, tell us a little bit more for those people because we've got a couple of days left to uh, to march. Mm-hmm. What categories do the, does the bronze anvils cover? Okay, bronze anvils covers all the best of the best of tactics. So we have everything from your tried and true media relations, uh, newsletters, brochures, uh, annual reports, uh, PSAs, uh, VNRs. Again, we have podcasts and blogs for the first time this year, websites. So we have 30 different categories, all in various tactics. Um, It requires a one-page summary, so it's not quite as much work to fill out and complete an entry for the bronze anvils as the silver. And then, of course, a copy of whatever the tactic was for the judges to assess. And the deadline is March 31st. Everyone can go on prsa.org, look under Bronze Anvil Awards, and you can download an application and enter from there. That is so exciting. That is so utterly exciting. Kelly, we have um, run out of time. I encourage everyone, if you're not already a member of the PRSA, to go go over there, check it out. They have wonderful member benefits, and it's always nice to be able to have a community that you can not only give back to, but also a community that you can count on so that you can professionally um, continue to develop yourself in a positive way and and uh, just know who your peers are on a more intimate and professional level. Um, and Kelly, I'd love to have you come back and talk, um, if you would, more about not only about your role in the PRSA, but also about internal employee communications. And that would be relations. great. I would love to. Great. I'm so excited to have you back. All right, everyone. We'll be back next week with uh, with Mick and David. Our guest next week is going to be Barry Silverstein of Arnold uh, Worldwide, and we'll be talking more about um, breakaway brands. So stay tuned. We've got a great rest of the lineup going on today. We've got Chris Tolls coming on with Next Stuff Now. We have, I need to look at the schedule. Um, what's today? Today is Wednesday. We have um, Domain Masters coming up at 7 and um, a couple of other phenomenal shows going on afterwards. But you know what? I am off. I am off as of now. So enjoy. Have a great rest of your week. And if I don't speak to you, have a great weekend. Ben just kicking ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. 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 And uh, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. 
about 150 grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. He's the master of your domain. Monty. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had. $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters. Only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. 